Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome here to the AIS Training Hall for the match today in the Australian Defence Force WNBL, where the AIS will be hosting the Crosstown Rivals Canberra Transact Capitals. Uh, always a big game here, there's always a, a big crowd for the AIS students, and of course with me again tonight, I've got Michelle Hocking. How are you doing, Michelle? Yeah, good, thanks, Simon. It's um, always a tough game, AIS versus They're Canberra. always good, aren't they, these games, no matter where they are on the ladder or... It's well, always nice and close. That's exactly right. It is um, a bit of a rivalry that's developed over the years, and I think you know Capitals have generally come out on top in the clashes. But um, the AIS really like to take it at the Canberra Capitals when they play them in their home gym, and it's usually a pretty good crowd and quite a vocal AIS contingent usually get here, and <laughs> it's always a bit of fun to to be in the gym when this game's taking place. Yeah, it's funny. In past years, we've seen uh, much larger Capital supporter crowds, but much louder AIS. That's right. Contingencies in the crowd. And yeah, what have you. you drag a couple of yellow sports <laughs> in, and they tend to make a, a bit of noise. It's been a, a fairly interesting weekend so far. We saw a, a very big result on Friday night with Townsville beating Sydney up in Townsville by 39 points. 39 points. Look, I think Townsville are pretty good this season, and I do think they'll be one of the top four. But to do Sydney by 39 points, I don't think I anyone would have bet on that. I wouldn't have put my, that. You know, I wouldn't have thought the margin would be that large. But they obviously came out ready to play, and a bit of a home court advantage. But um, that's a that's a big result. Um, and then the uh, the the Flames last night just snuck away from from Logan with a one point win as well. So. Uh, it's been a hard. They've been able to split the games, but a, a tough weekend for the Flames. That's right, and I'm sure that the you know going into the weekend that um, Coach Dalton would have known that you know certainly the Townsville game was going to be a very tough encounter, and that they would have expected to be really pushed on that one, and you know maybe thought you know it might be a hard one to get, but wouldn't have thought to have lost by that much. But to come back up against Logan the next day and to only beat Logan, who are the new franchise in the team, a lot of inexperienced players. I mean, they're, they're being well led by Kristen Veal this season, but if you look at the experience in terms of WNBL, there's not a lot yeah, in that group. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was an excellent, excellent um, effort by Logan to only go down. I was watching the stats during the game and it really never... Um, you know, was a big margin in the game. So it's a great effort by the new franchise. And, and probably a more a relevant uh, result. Friday night saw the AIS open up their account for the season with their first win over the uh, Deanna Smithless Perth. That's right. And Perth without Deanna Smith is um, yeah. a somewhat depleted group. But still, it's a good confidence boost for the AIS to get their first win for the season. They had a really great game against Sydney. Two, two weeks, weeks ago, two yep, weeks we called ago. that game. That was an yeah. excellent game. was a really good effort, and there's some, some good talent running around in this AIS group, and they will just continue to improve and improve week after week. So um, I'd expect them to have, be pretty tough tonight. They'll have some confidence, a bit of wind in their sails, and uh, when you've got wind in your sails and the talent that they have on the floor, anything can happen. Yeah, you can't uh, underestimate that enthusiasm of... of I don't want to say teenagers because I don't think they're all teenagers, but, but <laughs> a certainly young enthusiasm of youth. Well, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I spoke to Dean Kingsman just quickly before the game and he did say that, you know, it's certainly a good confidence boost and he was being happy with the pre-season form from the AIS and uh, he's looking for a really um, good effort from the girls tonight. He's conscious that um, Lizzie um, Cambridge is, is carrying an injury. She played limited minutes about nine and a half minutes on Friday night. 
um, and he will have to nurse her through this game again. But she's a big factor, particularly when you consider the size of the Canberra Capitals lineup with Tracy Beattie, Abby Bishop, and Mar Mariana Tolo. So you know that's, they're going to feel that. But you know you counter that. You make your girls. Uh, work hard and really look to run the floor and you know create some mismatches defensively which the Capitals will struggle to um, to uh, be able to match up. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean you've coached in this league Michelle you've you know we've both been around a while watching it and you've got to feel a bit for Liz Cambridge she's a big girl and it's a sign of thing to come really isn't it it seems that all, all the girls that are of that size will carry niggling injuries through their careers well, it, it does seem that way. You know, the, I guess it's the pounding that they take, the physical pounding that their yep. body takes. Um, you know, they have to work really hard at staying, in, as do all players in this league, but particularly when you're of that size, to maintain your physical fitness and your strength and, and really look after your body well. It's so about maintenance, really, isn't it? We saw absolutely. Lauren Jackson struggle early through her career with just constant injury. I mean, she's not of that size, but... You'd consider her, in some instances, a big, and uh, it just seems to be something that, that follows the bigger girls around. That's right, and um, yeah, look, she's in the right place to be looked after. Absolutely. I mean, you know, she's got all the um, physios on tap, massage on that's tap. Right, that's right, off-court <laughs> support that you need to be able to, um, you know, manage injury well. So hopefully, we see a lot of her this season because I think she is just terrific. She's really um, not only is she a good size, but she's got a good feel for the game for such a big girl, and I just think. You know, seeing some exposure of her to this league on consistent minutes throughout the season, she will just continue to develop as a player, which is good for the future of women's basketball in this country. She puts the ball on the floor and passes better than any girl of that size that I've ever seen come through the WNBL. And she just knocked down a nice three-pointer in yeah. the warm-up there, so that's <laughs> tough, to, <laughs> tough to think about, isn't it? You've got to bang us way inside, and then she's going to step out and knock down some of those threes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be an exciting season while we uh, we keep tabs on her and, and watch her. Now, you uh, you spoke with Carrie Graff as well before the game. I did. I had a quick chat with Graffy about the girls. Um, she said, you know, today's a test for them. We have to test whether they can respond and bounce back off of their disappointing loss to Sydney last week. I uh, talked a little bit about what was the key factor in that loss and she just said that, you know, they've got to keep groups under 65 points and uh, that's their um, aim for the game today is to really just the defensive transition. They need to focus on that and keep this group under 65 points and uh, she said they've been working on the court all week towards that, that aim. Uh, talked a little bit about what she intended to do at the offensive end of the floor and obviously she said you know, with the size advantage that they have over the AIS, they'll look to pound the ball inside a little bit and see if they can get some advantage um, out of that. But at the same time, you know, you put a big group out on the floor for yourself offensively, that can create difficulties for you defensively. And one of the things that the Capitals have struggled with this season is the fact that groups have woken up to that and they've really put smaller lineups on and they've pulled the big girls out of the key defensively and, and got players into foul trouble. So they have to be very careful about that. So it, it, it is, like you said, it's a big litmus test because whilst we've just spent you know, a couple of minutes talking up how, how talented and how good this young AIS group is, they are a young group and the Capitals is just overflowing with experience. You've got half the team there that have, that have won One three or four championships in the league. So, I mean, on paper you would expect Canberra to win this comfortably. Absolutely, and, uh, you know, I think Canberra would be disappointed if they don't have a solid outing and come away with a fairly convincing wing against, against this group. But, um, you know, there's five players on the floor at any given time. They've, 
out there to do a job and, uh, you know, the, the talent in this um, AIS group is a little bit unpredictable. Absolutely, it always is. And, yep. and pain for you as a coach. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've certainly seen a lot of that through, through the years of, of calling games here at the Institute. Well, we're just about to pause for the National Anthem, so uh, we'll be back shortly to uh, get this game underway. If you're listening to sportradio.com.au. We're back here at the AIS training hall as both teams have come to the benches just getting ready to get this game underway. Because it's, uh, for this weekend, the WNBL has uh, called it a breast cancer awareness weekend. We saw on, on Friday night the Dandenong Rangers running around in a very cool-looking pink Uniform? It was. It was pretty good, huh? I'm wondering which team will just take that on next season. But <laughs> the, girls, the girls here are also wearing the pink armbands, and uh, it's all about raising awareness of breast cancer and um, raising some money. So it's good to see the league get behind those kind of initiatives. Just uh, waiting for the teams to come out on the floor. We'll just have a quick look at the ladder for the season. I mean, on the ladder we're talking about the differences sometimes between it is early early going yet, but the Capitals sitting at 3-1, and one, the AS 1-3, and three, leading up there Adelaide with 4 and Townsville with 3 wins, no losses for either of those teams, so um, yeah, Townsville, after that massive game on Friday night, you've got to be saying they're the well, we saw them the in the pre-season, the didn't we, Simon? And they were very impressive then, so I think they'll be there. And Adelaide have got such a you know, strong line-up and some great depth that um, they're going to be very tough. Well, mind you, Danny Long really pushed them on Friday night. So, But anyway, we're here today to watch the AIS and the Canberra Transact Capitals play. So teams have come out onto the floor. and so the starters for the AIS, we've got Steph Cumming, Rachel Jerry, Tess Madgen... And Kelsey Island. Kelsey Island, thank you. Sneaking around the back there. For the Capitals, we've got Nat Hurst, Kel Abrams, Tracy Beattie, Abby Bishop and Michelle Musselwhite. Two players out there that are probably a little down on form so far this season in Kelly Abrams and Tracy Beattie, but I guess it's taking some time to adjust to a new grip for everyone. So yeah, and some of the older players, are Kel would kill me for saying that, but <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it takes a little, little while longer to get back into the groove. I know that Kel didn't play ABA this season, so she'll be, uh, you know, probably coming good toward the, the business end of the season. As we see Tracy Beattie get the ball on the baseline, put up a shot, and it's knocked clear. I don't think that was a foul call. No, it's just out of bounds. Out of bounds. It'll be baseline ball for... N- yep, Kel Abrams will get it in for the Caps. Just tosses it in quickly to Tracy Beattie, looking to dish it off. Nathurst now will set something up for the Capitals. She dribbles to the top of the key, kicks it to Bishop at the post. She goes into the middle, little right hooky doesn't drop, falls into the AIS's hands, and it's uh, Rachel Jarry running down the court. Oh, gets the ball off to Kelsey Island, but she missed the layup. Just dribbled across, so in transition now. Nat Hurst, ooh, into a wall of AIS players, just darting around, didn't travel. Great patience and poise there. Kicked it back out to Kel Abrams. Quite physical defensively there from the AIS. There's a lot of um, foul off the call just as you <laughs> as mentioned, I mentioned that. Michelle. that yeah. Certainly, you know, body checking cutters early, getting some good arm bars on players, and uh, really letting the Canberra Capitals know that they're not going to be able to dictate uh, what they're doing out there on the floor today. Tess Madgen with her first of the evening. So baseline ball for the Caps. Out to Muscle White on the 45. Just kicks it back out to Nathurst. Looks like they're running sort of flat, but we've got an offensive for off the uh, 
I keep saying. I think it's on Musselwhite, on Michelle Musselwhite. It seems to be Daryl Corcoran's specialty call this season. We saw him call a lot of it last game. Picking the stuff up off the... Uh, You're not a coach, so you can't be fined for that, Simon. That's correct. So, no, no, just more a, a, a observation. Focus. I don't know if the reps have been told to watch stuff off the ball, but we saw a lot of off the ball fouls called in the last game. Steph Cumming just comes around the top of the key and pops up a long jump shot. It doesn't drop. Musselwhite with the rebound down to Nat Hurst. She's in traffic. Finds an open gap down there. Puts a shot up. Abby Bishop got the rebound and put it back. Almost got sort of tunneled under there. Yeah, certainly pushed quite away under the basket there, but she was able to uh, finish that one off. So that's a good start for Abby. She she has in um, the last couple of games, and I'm not sure what she was like in Sydney, sort of missed what you would think were sort of gimmies for a big girl. So um, good to see her make her first. Second personal foul for Tess Magnum. So she's going to sit down. Elizabeth Cambridge is on. And, Abby and there she goes, <laughs> taller than Tracy Beatty. You don't see that, you don't see that very often at all. <laughs> I think that could have been a posture thing there for oh, Tracy, nice actually. Nice steal from oh. Michelle Musselwhite in the backcourt. Off to Hurst, into Beatty. Oh, ooh, wow, stripped clean of the ball there. As we see, oh, it's coming with a wild... Went deep on the baseline and had to really bust around the corner to dish it to Cambridge, but she picked it up and put it away for two points. Tracy Beattie on Cambridge now. Nice move. Got in a little too far under the basket. And the rebound picked up there by Rachel Jarry. Tracy will just need to watch herself there. She took a bit of a knock under the basket and she was trying to make a move. And uh, a little bit of frustration. She might have been a little bit lucky not to get one called back on her. As Hurst has been called for one in the backcourt. Putting pressure on... uh, Ireland there and put a hand in and fouls called. AIS ball from the side. Well, we say it week in, week out, as long as they keep calling it this way, then players have the chance to adjust. Cambridge now with the ball in the key. She's fouled by Beatty before she even got the ball there, so a mm. uh, well, bit of, bit of uh, prediction there from you, Michelle. <laughs> We're gonna, Tracy's going to have to watch it just settle down. It's a big yeah. task. We, we talked before the game about... Um, the size of Cambridge coupled with her um, her mobility for a player that big, and that's going to be a big ask for Tracy Beattie. Jerry's working against Bishop inside. Nice step around, and she's travelled, unfortunately. That was good, good defence from Abby Bishop. Good defensive pressure from Bishop there, and she forced the travel out of the young Jerry. Jerry seems to have had a good start to the season. We didn't see her in the first home no, game here. She didn't play. Both games last weekend and the game on Friday night, she put up some good numbers. That's right, seems to have. So, and she's a reasonable size, not huge, but she's a, a good size. Oh, AIS have gone to a zone defensively, so it'd be interesting to see how the Caps go against this. They've struggled in past weeks. Hurst feeds into Bishop. In the low corner, takes Ooh. a shot, unable to make it, and Cambridge comes up with the ball. And here she goes, bringing the ball coast to coast, just pulls up inside her offensive half, but Musselwhite and Bishop on her, and it's Ireland's found a line into the key, just sort of handled it to Cambridge, but travelled mm. in the process. So a little unlucky, just a little, little forced maybe, that... That pass, I think, Ireland, it really was hers to take, wasn't it? That she saw the yeah. big girl and thought... That's the auction form. <laughs> Abrams with the ball on the left-hand 45. Feeds into Beattie in the low post. Back out to Abrams on the perimeter. Puts the ball on. Penetrates. Nice. Great dish. 
Great dish for Abby Bishop under the paint then, and she's got another two. Capitals leading 5-2, 6.53 to go in the first quarter. And that's the stuff Kel Abrams does, you know, week in, week out. It, we, we talk about her having a quiet oh. start to the season. Scoring-wise, as Tracy Beattie just picks up her second personal. Cambridge just put the ball on the floor and took it in for the layup. Beattie really had nothing there, so... Well, already three and a bit minutes into this game and the Capitals are in trouble with what to do with Elizabeth Cambridge. Well, you know, I mean, Cambridge does such a good job of getting good position. She uses her body very well and uh, she's tough to stop. She gets position in there. It's very difficult, even if you are one or two inches shorter than her. But of more concern for the Capitals, they've got 14,000 now, so every time they foul the AIS, they're going to the line. So the next six and a half minutes, yeah. yeah. Muscle White with the ball outside the 45 on the right-hand side. Gets it into Tolo. Little finger roll right over the basket. The worst possible place to try to lay the ball up. And uh, and there's a reason for that as the ball goes spilling out of bounds. But it's knocked out of bounds by the Institute. So Canberra will have the ball from the baseline to Abrams. Into Bishop. She tries post-move. Doesn't drop. Cambridge with the rebound. Kicks it out to Ireland. Ireland goes cross-court down to Cummings. She slows things down. Oh, oh Muscle White nice. again with a hand in. She's going to get the steal. Just knocked it forward. Chased the ball down. And that is where Michelle Musselwhite is so dangerous. She's oh, look, easily one of the most disruptive defenders in the league. Great in the lane. Good disrupts. Um, anticipates well and comes up with the ball when you least expect it. AIS with the ball now. Capitals up 7-4. to four. Ireland into Cambridge in the post. She goes to work against Tolo. Good job from Tolo. Forced to travel. Just didn't really go hard at her. Just held the ground and made her have to play around her and yeah. uh, forced her into the, the travel. Interesting there. Tolo, as soon as Cambridge received the ball, took a step off and it really did uh, make Threw her over didn't it. Yeah, she didn't, yeah. yeah, she didn't have the just, you know, catch and shoot mentality. So just Bibby's come on for the Caps. Oh, Tolo just picked up a, a pass from Abby Bishop. Had three defenders on her. Oh! And wasn't able to pull it in, but the AIS then turned it over with a wild pass in transition. Bibby to Hurst. Hurst's going to bring it up for the Capitals. Had a couple of substitutions there for the Institute as well. Rosie Malt on and Kerry okay, Harrington. Karen Harrington. Just a reach in there from the AIS on the drive from Muscle White, so... Rachel Jarry picks up her first personal. Not a lot of scoring. It's, pretty, it's been pretty intense. You, it think, has. you think it won't stay like this the entire game? Absolutely. Muscle White with the ball on the perimeter. Feeds it to Hurst on the left 45. Ball screen. Turns off that. Keeps the ball alive. Looking to go to work. Finds Mariana Tolo at the foul line. Feeds it. Nice little feed into Bishop down low. Unable to make it, but Bibby comes up with the board and they'll reset for another 24. Hurst with the ball in the point. Looking to find Muscle White. Feeds into Tolo on the baseline. Cross-court pass to Bibby for the open three. Bibby doesn't need that room. You don't give her that much. (laughs) She had a lot of room between her and the defender and that's just... An invitation for Jeff to take that shot. Automatic, isn't it? Automatic. <laughs> the Caps leading 10-4. to 4. Cambridge is bringing the ball up again. Yeah. But that's probably why you don't want her bringing the ball up. We talked well. earlier early before that she's got the ability, but uh, forced right under the sideline and eventually had to hand it off and it was luckily knocked out of bounds by a Capitals player. So it's going to be Alice Koenig with the ball. She gets it in. Kate Gaze flicks it across, back over to Koenig. 
back to Gaze at the 45. Capitals really extending their defence, making it hard work. It's gone into Cambridge. Good D again from Tolo. Just didn't didn't get all over. Just made her have to play. Hurst with the ball in the corner on the left-hand side of the floor. Feeds into Tolo. She goes to work against Cambridge. It was a nice move. Couldn't convert it. Big rebound by Lizzie Cambridge there. Oh, and again, another turnover. The AIS guards are really Cambridge struggling. Cambridge struggling. I'm not sure if she... Well, she's she's carrying that injury and she's doing an awful lot of work. You know, when the the looks just like exhausted a bit, doesn't it? She, she just looks tired. She's tired, and I think she's you know, worked very hard in the first has. six minutes. So she's had to bring the ball up for the AIS because the Canberra Capitals' defensive pressure in the backcourt has really created some uh, difficulties for them. They're just getting full face-up defense and keeping the ball out of the guards' hands, and you know that's forcing the bigs to uh, have to carry the ball to some extent, and it's really creating some problems for the AIS. Because not only are they, you know, when they're not turning the ball over, they're actually um, just not getting the offensive options that they would be hoping to get. So I'm sure Dean Kingsman will be talking about how to break that full court pressure from Canberra Capitals. And I'd imagine Carrie Graff at the other end would be saying, stick keep out it up, it, keep girl, it up. it's working for us. <laughs> it's, got a, it's certainly an area in this team where the Capitals would have a massive advantage in their backcourt. You look at uh, Nat Hurst, Kel Abrams and uh, Jess Bibby massive amount of experience there at those three players and all three of them very strong defenders when they need to be uh, compared with you know effectively right. three brand new guards exactly and then you put it like a Michelle Musselwhite in the mix oh, who yeah. will you know as soon as she sees someone's got their head down and they're under ball pressure she's going to be looking to jump or to you know just get in the lanes where they anticipate that pass Bibby from the corner nice little 10 foot jump shot there on the out of bounds play which she converts and Playground again. specialist just, <laughs> right. just turns any opportunity into a scoring opportunity. Half-court game. Harrington yeah. with the ball gets it in to Jarry at the post, but good defence from Bishop then. Once again, just no reaching, just held the ground. Forced the turnover. Natty Hurst now finds some room at the 45 on the shoulder. Chases down her own rebound. The shot was no good, but she chased it down, got it back out to Musselwhite. Now it's gone into Tolo. Little hooky, no good. Cambridge being... Oh, yep. Oh, and Cambridge one. called then. She was overzealous in the... Uh, really didn't need to do it. She had the rebound. Tolo yeah. was behind her. She didn't need to step back, but she stood back, pulled the arm back, sort of powered the ball into the chin it, and uh, connected with Tolo. And, and, yeah, just a bit overzealous. A bit overzealous too much malice in it or anything. a young kid, you know, letting the girls know absolutely. that she won't be pushed around. So encourage that sort of... <laughs> well, I'd be impressed if anyone That's in this league can push Cambridge around, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's certainly letting them know that she's not a pushover. Musselwhite now with the ball, drives in. Yeah. Good defence there from uh, Alice Tunick. Yeah. yeah, she really had her feet planted and just uh, Musselwhite with nowhere to go and she's uh, called with a charge. Offensive foul, as we see Chantelle per- Pereira come into the game for Michelle Musselwhite. So 12... Points to four. Three minutes twenty left in this first quarter. It feels like it's about half time. It's been a frenetic game already. Quite a pace. Coming with the ball for the Institute to melt. Over to Kate Gaze, trying to work off the screen, get some room. Back to melt. She drops it in to Kunick, who tries to go against Tolo. Big height difference there, and Tolo did a great job. Clean block. Hurst kicks it down to Pereira on the right corner, feeds it in to Bishop to go to work. Oh. Nice move. Unable to make it. The, uh, the shooting percentage isn't going to be great for either of these two teams. 
so far, but I mean that's testimony to the, the mm. level of defence being played by both teams as well. Yeah. So that's personal foul number one for Alice Koenig. Sending Abby Bishop to the line. She makes the first of two. Good crowd here and it's a good opportunity for the AIS to get used to mm. playing in front of decent crowds. And not, not a lot of people here normally for an AIS home game, so it's, it's good to see so many people out here. Yeah. Oh, another turner. Oh, no, wow. recovered. <laughs> Just, he nearly had that one. It's gone oh. back to Harrington. She misses the 45. Pulls up a quick three, almost drops it, but rattles around and Abby Bishop comes up with the board. Nat Hurst firing away in transition now. Over to Bibby. Bibby dumps it into Tolo. Beautiful pass. Tolo gets double teamed out to Pereira. She puts it on the floor. Nice dribbles right to the basket. Lays it in over the top, uh, but it's good this time. So Capitals out to a 16-4 lead. You good get the feeling this game of attrition game. is really going to play yeah. into the hands of the of the Caps, just yeah. the experience there. Nat Hurst called for her second personal. Just, uh, yeah, so the Capitals have done a good job. This is the first time they've actually sent the um, AIS to the line. We know they had oh, they're at four team fouls. Six and a half minutes. Six and a half yeah. minutes. So for you know, that two eighteen to go now. They've had a good chunk of time where they've played some really aggressive, hard defence, but have played smart and kept their hands out. So you know that. That's a good effort from the Capitals. Karen Harrington knocks down both of the free throws. So 16-6 to six now. Capitals in transition. Pereira with the ball outside the left-hand wing. Dumps it into the post to Bishop. She goes to work. She really should be making those. Abrams comes up with the offensive board. Too many of those going the Capitals' way at the moment. Pereira looks to find Abrams in the right-hand corner. Feeds it into Tolo in the block. She goes to work. Unable to convert again. Brief Barley with the rebound. She... Puts it through in transition, throws it straight to Pereira. Koenig gets pinged for the foul. I don't, didn't see. I mean, I know she certainly jumped at the ball, and there was a little contact there. So, but two refs got it. Um, so probably just an accidental, unlucky foul there for Koenig. But her second personal. Talk about the dry, the, those moves that Abby Bishop is making. She's sort of coming in here on the left hand side, and she's going right across around the ring. And it's almost like she's trying to. Scoop it around and have a little reverse almost. It's, do you think she's going too far over? Should she be dropping back and trying to square into this left hand corner a bit more? Um, uh, you know, I think they're reasonable moves she's making. She's just not finishing off well enough at the moment. It's good to see she's got the variety to be able to step under and make those, but she also, you're right, you know, maybe there's occasion for her just to square up and go straight at the basket. Peter Sinclair comes on and gives Abby Bishop a well-earned rest. She's played eight minutes in this first quarter, so she'll have a sit-down. Harrington now bringing the ball up for the Institute under a lot of pressure from Jess Bibby. Gets it off to Cumming. Cumming is about ten feet outside the three. The Caps are really extending their defence. Cambridge on the floor again, working against Tolo. Got double-teamed, but managed to hang on to it and get a shot off, but it didn't drop this time. Pereira with the ball. Gets it out to Abrams. Abrams to the top of the key to Tolo. Out to Bibby. Bibby puts it on the floor. Left. Fade away. <laughs> makes it. Loves that kind she of competition. And spot, more she? often than not, she's going to make that shot. Mm. I don't think people people seem to forget that she's a left-hander. She's, mm. she's so strong in that little spot. Harrington with the ball on the 45. Kicks it across the floor to Malt, Malt 2. 
Finnick, no. Bree Farley drives up against Kel Abrams, went for a big spill, but no foul call. Outside shot rims out. AIS get the rebound. No, sorry. Capitals with the rebound. Kel Abrams in transition now. Flicks it over to Peter Sinclair. Squares up to the basket, but nothing going. Tries a little post move, but gets pinged. She had a foot in the key the entire time there, so she gets pinged for the three-second violation. But mm. Capitals are very comfortable. 20 points to six lead with 37 seconds left in this first quarter. Cambridge with the ball now. Guards don't want the ball. She's forced to bring it up again. That's right. That's a big problem for the Institute. They're really struggling against the defensive pressure of Canberra in the backcourt. The Canberra guards are doing a great job of face guarding them. Yeah, probably a bit harsh of me to say they don't want the ball. They're <laughs> unable to get the ball right. at the moment. Malt looks to take the ball. For a 15-footer from the perimeter, can't make it. And Pereira comes up with the ball. Canberra doing a great job of pushing the ball down the floor in offensive transition. They're certainly um, finding open players in, in, the, in the open court and really making the AAS scramble back defensively. And whilst they might not be scoring transition baskets, it's really unsettling and creating some mismatches for the AAS in the half court, which Canberra are able to exploit. Karen Harrington picks up her second personal as Chantella Pereira knocks down the first free throw. So seven seconds left in this first quarter. And Pereira knocks down this one, which she does. It's 22, leading six. So uh, we've got Brie Farley bringing the ball up the floor now. They're going to look for a quick shot. Oh, wow, through the ball over the top. Cambridge sort of tried to get position just below the free throw line. Tolo, Tolo's done a great job on her. Just Tolo's kept her there, didn't give her anywhere to move, and, and Farley just threw the ball over the top of both of them. Absolutely. And the yeah. ball rattled out. So... Um, yeah, some some problems for the AIS. Well, there's two. I mean, firstly, they've got to find a way to counter the pressure of the AIS, of the Canberra Capitals in the backcourt. They're just coughing the ball up too easily. And the second thing is that when they do get into their half-court game, they need to. They certainly need to look to go to Cambridge when they can. But they also, you know, they're putting her under an awful lot of pressure by not looking at their own options as well. And so they just need to, uh, you know settle down a little bit here and uh, consolidate um, a little bit during this quarter time break and, and try and come out ready to play in this second quarter. Well it's quarter time here at the AIS training hall. The Canberra Transact Capitals 22 are leading the AIS 6. You're listening to sportradio.com.au, the Australian Defence Force WNBL. We're back here for the second quarter at the AIS training hall. Michelle's got a, a look at the stats there. Some some problem areas that we talked about earlier for the AIS. Yeah, two stats that stand out is um, 18% shooting from the field and uh, 10 turnovers for the quarter. So, wow. you know, you've got to, got to look after the ball better than that. And when you have got the ball and you get the opportunities, you've got to convert them at a better rate. So that's probably the story of the, of the first quarter. Elizabeth Cambridge starting again. So she's playing big minutes. She would have played, uh, does it say on there how many minutes she played in that first? Yep, 6.50. So two thirds of what she played on Friday night in total for the game. <laughs> Cambridge now with the ball at the top of the key for the Institute swings it around to Jerry, broken up by Abby Bishop and Tolo comes away with the rebound or the broken pass. Bibby now with the ball in transition flicks it to Bishop. Tolo at the free throw flicks it out to Pereira. Pereira just waiting for Tolo to get set up against Cambridge. Drop Great a beautiful pass. little pass. 
into a cutting. Kelly Abrams as she makes the layup. Nice vision from Tolo there. Good good feed from the big girl, but that's so Kelly Abrams to get that backdoor cut. Yeah. She reads the D so well and just knows when to explode. So Ireland um, with the ball. Cambridge drops it in. Good position there from... Uh, that's Maddox. Tess Maddox. Madgen, sorry. And Kelly Abrams really not much option there but to foul. I wasn't going to get the layup at the first personal for Kel. It was a lovely feed from Cambridge as well. Just seeing the big girls making some nice passes Very nice. tonight. So it's good to see. So Magden sets up. Knocks down the first one. And rattles around and drops in the second. So the Institute now up 24 to 8. Cal Abrams now with the ball. Abrams is staying in this zone. Capitals looking to work the ball against it. Bibi in, sorry, Pereira into Tolo. Abrams on the curl cut again. Tolo Just getting into space <laughs> and Tolo finds her and uh, Kel makes layout. it happen. So this is a, I think it's probably Kel's highest scoring output this season so far. And we're only two minutes into, well not even two minutes into the third, second quarter. Coming with the ball now for the Institute. Flicks it to the top of the key. Jerry puts the ball on the floor. This time, Abby Bishop is pinged for the foul, her first personal. That's a her good sign from Abby Bishop. She's um, been a little bit foul prone in, in throughout yeah. her career. And, you know, she didn't have a foul in the first half, I think would be a rare occasion for her. Got a foul off the ball this time. It's been called Tolo. on Tolo. So getting a little whistle happy here and the Capitals are in a similar position to what they were in the first quarter. They've got three T fouls in one and a half minutes of the quarter. They really need to knuckle down and just play some solid defence. Jerry with the ball into Cambridge turns and for, really forced that one up, didn't she? Didn't didn't get herself set, just sort of turned quickly and put it up. Capitals in transition. Bibby feeds a ball. Oh, great work from Rachel Jerry. Jerry stepped into the lane, but then Good has pressure from come down. Great pressure from Kel Abrams. From Abs, yeah, just really good. Sora bringing the ball in transition. Didn't look too comfortable doing it. And, uh, no. Threw the ball out of bounds. So now it's Kel Abrams with the ball outside the 45 on the right-hand side, down to Pereira, into the post to Tolo. She gets double-teamed, drops the ball, eventually gets coughed up, goes forward in transition. It's Kelsey Ireland... Her and Abrams. So, Ireland and Abrams just wrestling for the ball down there and ended up coughing free and into Jess Bibby's hands. She was then fouled by Rachel Jerry. Jerry. So, both teams showing pretty high levels of frustration at the moment. It's not looking really pretty at the moment, is it? It's really quite um, disruptive basketball, not much flow to the game. So, it's interesting to see if we get some. Bishop with the ball, brings it out left, kicks it to Nathurst, she drives right, then kicks it back left to Kel Abrams, the shot doesn't drop, AIS come away with the rebound eventually, it's Harrington bringing the ball up under pressure, through Madgen, back to coming, back to, it's Harrington again, just not being able to penetrate at all the Institute. But, oh, there's, there's that you were talking about it before. Probably Harry, uh, Cumming should have taken the shot there yeah. and tried to force it in to 
Cambridge. It turns into a transition basket as the Capitals bring it down. Kick it out to Bibby and she knocks down the three. That was a good look at a jump shot at the 45 there. About the free throw line for Steph Cumming but she passed it up. That's right. I think the Capitals in the half quarter just about switching absolutely every screen that's happening and it's really disrupting the AIS offensively. So... Magden drives hard. Great little drive. Really good drive. Nice finish, but right back at them. The Capitals' offensive transition, they're so quick today. They're really pushing it down. And Bibby... Oh, ow. <laughs> that hurts. Just Bibby says, you are not going to step that far off me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Steps back and just makes a lovely three-pointer from the right hand. Uh, a little bit of a pass. Not, not even a big pass fake there from Bibby. She just... Yeah, that's right. Held the ball out there and a defender stepped right back off her and she nails the three. So, 32 plays 10. Um, 6.30 to go in this second quarter. Yeah, more of the same really, isn't it? AIS are looking in all sorts of trouble. The Canberra's defensive pressure is really paying dividends for them either in the full quarter or in the half court game. Um, and, you know, the way that they're just... The pace at which they're pushing the ball up the floor in offensive transition is creating problems for the AIS because they're getting caught out in mismatches or, you know, sagging in as we saw then trying to make sure that they're defending the second and third phase of transition and that's when someone like a Jess Bibby can just step back and say, thanks very much, I'll have three. Um, so, yeah, AIS are really struggling with this today. I mean, it's a hard grind. It's a... It's a, a long, hard grind up the floor in offense for them. And it, we've mentioned a couple of times through the game that the Capitals' transition is just lightning fast. So, you know, two or three seconds, they are back up and ready to score, you know, from getting a rebound. And, and that's, that's hard work if you're the AIS. You're slogging it up the court and then you have to turn around immediately and really bust it back down in defense, get yourself set up against one of the best offenses in the league. That's right. Harrington with the ball now gets it over to Tess Madgen. Through to Cumming, back to Harrington, back to Cumming. Still more of this dancing around the three-point arc for the AIS. Not being able to penetrate. This time Cummings does. Oh, it's able to penetrate, get through to the free-throw line. Got a good shot. It didn't drop, but she got her own rebound. Harrington back out to Magden. Through to Michelle Joy. She gets it down to Cambridge on the baseline and was able to just a little step and make the layup. So that's a good, I guess, reward for some for assistance there mm. for the AIS. Tracy Beattie back on for the Capitals. Abrams down to Tolo in the low post. Back out to Kel Abrams over to Nathurst. She gives herself some room, puts up a shot and nails it. Just a two-pointer. Yeah, just inside the three-point line there. And again, it was the AIS sagging to try and counter the size of the Capitals inside and that just opened up the perimeter game for the Capitals. Just Bibby up on Harrington now. She kicks it to Cumming. Cumming able to get herself free. Bit of an acrobatic there. She had um, Kel Abrams coming at her and was able to, to sort of throw it around schoolyard style. Just Bibby-ish and, and make the basket. Nathurst now drives left oh, on Harrington. Gets the foul. Falls back. Makes the shot. It will count. That was experience there from Nathurst. Yeah. You know, everyone talks about her having she's starting this year for the Capitals, and there's almost talk about her like she's a new player. But he's got five five premierships under her belt. She's That's been right. here since 2001. Since she was seven, as a 17 year old, she exactly. came into the Capitals she's group. She's not a rookie. <laughs> she isn't a rookie, and she's played behind some really great point guards in yep. her career. So she's learnt and trained against the best. 
So 36 now, the AIS uh, Capitals leading. AIS 14. Trouble again, getting the ball up court. Joy with the ball now, gets it back over to Tess Madgen. Coming with the ball, trying to find that option. Pulls up for a three. It's really just sort of find half an inch of space and shoot it up at the moment, isn't it? Right. They're really being forced out of their offensive sets and struggling to find. As Bibby penetrates oh. hard, goes under the basket. Nice little reverse lay in. And the left hand reverse. That's the one. <laughs> Harrington again. Nathurst wearing a like a glove. Back to Harrington. Bringing the ball around. Just looking for... Oh, oh wow. Bibby with the steal. Textbook. She was... Really trying to get her team into position, looking over her left shoulder the entire time. Just maybe like taking candy from a baby. Yeah, look, the AIS really have no answer for the pressure, defensive pressure of the Capitals at this oh, point Oh, and there's time. another turnover. And unfortunately, that's what happens is that when you're under that much pressure, even those simple things become harder, and that's just, you know, a, a mistake that you cannot afford to make. And uh, that was an easy give me for the Capitals on that occasion. Capitals with the ball. Tolo, entry pass to Hurst. Pereira's coming to the floor and Bibby's having a, a break and Musselwhite's come in for Abrams as well. So Hurst looking to work the ball. Oh, finds the open lane to the basket. Goes hard. Unlucky not to get the foul call there but <laughs> still Jerry got the shot off. It. Kate Gaze with the ball for the Institute now to Jerry. Free throw line just doesn't drop. They're just, but they're really being forced into quick shots all the time. Musselwhite with a quick shot of her own then hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> so she was deep under the baseline, obviously. So it's AIS with possession again. Harrington trying to get something going. Kelsey Island, bit of a travel there, and Musselwhite again stepped into the lane, takes the ball, dribbles it down the court, and a bit of a one-on-one, -on -one, but really had all the momentum and able to easily score there. So yeah. 42 plays 14. This is real danger zones. You know, the body language of the AIS at this point in time. They look like they don't want to be out there, some of them, and they've just got to play through it. That's a real brick wall they're coming up against offensively. And, you know, we talked about it before. They're working so hard in offense and really having to grind away. Mm -hmm. And with only 14 points in 17 minutes of play, you know, it's, it's been very hard work to have to turn around and run back and get some defense happening as we see... Kelsey Ireland off the baseline pass misses about a 10 foot J just the story of the night Matt Hurst pushes it up the floor and gets fouled as she goes for the layup so it's pretty much textbook what we're talking about at the moment we're just up and down the floor and just really hard work for the institute Kelsey Ireland with the foul there her second her first sorry so Matt Hurst will go to the line to shoot the bonus Capitals have done a good job with that foul count. They had three fouls in a minute and a half. That's right. Eight and, and a half sitting on three. minutes and it's still three. So they've been able to adjust very, very well. And that's okay. what you'd expect but of any experienced team. Well, and the experience is really showing in this game. Um, you know, just the way that the play, the momentum's going and the way that they're adjusting to whatever's happening in the game. And they are, yes, unfortunately, are struggling a little bit to make the adjustments that they need. Rosie Mount over to Farley. Farley trying to drop it into Gaze. She found herself... Oh, she had some room where I she got the saw pass. A she big probably Tracy coming at her and uh, yeah, but she <laughs> she sort of decided to dribble it and got herself into into worse trouble. <laughs> probably would have been better just stop and pop that sort of fifteen foot of it anyway. 
Muscle White now with Steve the ball. from the sideline. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> Pereira now drops it into Tracy Beattie in the post. She goes against Jerry, so that's a good matchup for oh, them. But Pereira gets a rebound, offensive rebound, but two tall arms, sets of arms there for the AIS. Good defense. They're able to pick it off. Another turnover, though. They're just nothing comfortable for the Institute. Nat Hurst now in transition. Down on the baseline. Decides to slow things down. Pull it back. Gets it back into Tracy Beattie. Muscles all the way in. Without Cambridge out there, there really isn't, with that sort of positioning, there isn't going to be anyone who can stop Beattie. Oh, that's right. Yes, the shooting percentage probably hasn't increased any since the quarter time. And, uh, no. Brief oh, foul. He made a, found a way in. I think just a, a bit of hedging there for the Capitals. Yeah. Trying to talk her out of it, but she, she was committed to the drive. That's a nice drive. A, uh, a highlight for the AIS and amongst an afternoon where there aren't too many so far. Nat Hurst with the ball now. Dribbles to the free throw line. Gets a found herself some space. Another just fade away easy. from the corner there. Her and Bibby are just making a career out of that this well, afternoon. And the AIS haven't been able to contain dribble penetration oh. from anyone uh, tonight. And Rachel uh, Jerry just sort of flicked it backwards, almost straight in the Navas' hands. But she's looking tired too out yeah. there. She's been working hard for the AIS. Not getting much reward for it, but she's certainly been working hard. Parley with the ball. Shot clock's winding down. Kate Gaze from about 10 feet outside the three. And Forced no surprise. That, really. <laughs> banged it off the front of the ring. Musselwhite now in transition. The 45 gets it into Pete Sinclair to the free throw line to Beattie. Back out to Nathurst. Tries to set Beattie up. She's over there. Goes right. Pops a shot. No good. Doesn't drop. Pete Sinclair. Athletic attempt at the rebound there. But only managed to get a hand to it and knock it free. You see Cambridge coming on for the last 35 seconds of the half. Trying to, uh, well, Carrie Craft counters that with pulling Tracy Beattie off and getting Tolo back out there. Tolo certainly done a much better job defensively on Cambridge. Yes, that's right. Oh. Gaze with the ball on the 45, straight away looks to feed it into Cambridge. She kicks the ball across the court out to Farley, who makes a good decision yeah, and penetrates. Yeah, a good, drive, good lane hard. there. Pereira really forced to come across and, and block her. She's got a nice um, quick first step brief, Ali. She does, and she's uh, used it well so far in this game. I'm not sure yet if she is a left-hander, but she certainly drives very strongly with the left hand. Cambridge now back out to Farley. Farley tries to bring it around the top, set something up. Rosie Mount now puts the ball on the floor. That'll be the team foul number five. Second personal, no, first personal for Pete Sinclair. And Rosie Malt will go to the free throw line. So 48 playing, 16, 13 seconds left. Have we seen Abby Bishop this quarter? I don't think we have, Simon. Beatty started. I think she yeah, has been, yeah. Different. yeah. Oh, okay. I'll wait and see if we get the box score and see if there's any additional, any additional minutes. Pereira Nolte bringing makes the, the ball second up. of the free throw, so 48-18. Pereira with the ball, three seconds left. Tolo, oh! Tolo looking for a quick shot there, was stripped by Kate Gaze. But that is the half-time score. 
Canberra turns out Capitals 48, uh, leading the AIS 18. Um, lots to talk about at halftime if you're Dean Kinsman and his assistant coaches. And well, uh, the, the Capitals will go into the break feeling pretty happy, I'd imagine. Our Capitals will go into the break feeling pretty good and they'll be talking about more of the same. Uh, for the AIS, I think they really need to think about this is a whole new ball game for them in the second half and they'll focus on things like, you know, um, how to counter the pressure of the uh, Transact Capitals about in the offensive game, trying to uh, you know get the ball through different sets of hands. And on the occasions when they've looked aggressive and looked to put the ball on the floor and penetrate, they've got some good mileage out of it. So they need to continue to do that. Well, half time here, 48 to 18, the Capitals lead the AIS. You listen to the Australian Defence Force WNBL on SportRadio.com.au. We'll be back after the half time break. Here we are back at the AOS training hall for the second half. Michelle, you've been able to have a look at the uh, box score for the first half? Yeah, I have, and I guess the two stats that we talked about at quarter time, the AOS have improved, but not enough. So, you know, their uh, shooting percentage has crept up to 27%, but um, their turnovers, whilst they've reduced them by two for that quarter, they're still sitting at 18 for the game, which is far too many. Uh, we've got Cambridge sitting on six points for them. She leads all scorers, and she's also picked up uh, four rebounds and uh, that's probably the story for the AIS the Capitals are sitting on 46% shooting for the game wow. uh, you know five turnovers so far 20 boards so they're out rebounding the AIS but Jess Bibby she's got 17 points in 12 minutes so her output for the time she's on the floor has been pretty impressive I would have said just from watching the game that she had 17 points that's well not only amazing, that she's 17 it? points but she's 7 from 7 from the field and 3 from 3 from three-point range. So she's 17 <laughs> points at 100% at half-time. Got to be happy with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying, coach, don't put me back on. No, <laughs> I'll walk away from this stats. game with my 100%, 100% shooting statistics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're back underway without uh, any further ado. Matt Hurst with the ball for the Caps. Down to the baseline of Muscle White. She dumps it in. Oh, nice hand in the lane from Tess Madgen. Knocks it out of bounds. It'll be baseline ball for the Capitals. Oh, dubious pass there from Musselwhite. Gets picked off by the Institute. Good transition. Good transition. This time the AIS learned a bit about offensive transition in that first half and decided they'd try to replicate some of it. This with the ball on the right-hand 45. Oh, Cambridge with the steal. Gets it off to Harrington. So the AIS being quite disruptive defensively. Ireland with the ball now. Goes back to Heron Harrington. Slips it. Cross court. Tess Magnum with the ball. Puts it on the floor. Ooh, gee. Got in trouble. Almost travelled. Down to five on the shot clock. This is more of the game we saw in the first quarter. Got it out for a... Oh! Halfway down the cylinder and then popped out. That's a heartbreaker for Harrington. But that brings the Capitals back into offence. And good set there from Abby Bishop. Just too strong. You get the that. feeling that her and Abs have worked on that at training many, many times. Just Absolutely. a little one on one. And Bishop was just too strong for Magden down in the post there and just used her body well. Nothing much Magden could do about it. Steph Cumming puts the ball on the floor, gets around Bishop. Called for the foul before before the shot. 
She sort of took a couple of steps after the foul and threw it up and it dropped. Probably a little bit unlucky there, Steph, coming earlier in the piece. We saw uh, Natty Hurst, I think it was, get yeah. bumped in a similar situation yep. and they, they counted hers, but coming on, not having hers counted on that occasion. Uh, well, it's not United, it's not United, I guess. <laughs> Kelsey Ireland with the ball now to Harrington. Over to Cumming, outside the three. Shot goes up, no good. Shortest player out there. Nat Hurst comes away with the rebound. Gets it up to Kel Abrams. Flicks it across to Bishop. Over to Muscle White on the left-hand side. Top of the key to Hurst. In to Tracy Beatty. She loses the feed but manages to pull it back. Eight seconds left. Into Bishop. She goes into the middle but there she is again. Muscle White. Muscle White just forward. steps in. Gets the rebound. And it's Capitals possession with a new 24. Nat Hurst just running the play. Abby Bishop outside the three. Turns and just jacks it up. Nothing but net. <laughs> That's right. And you could see the look on Jess Magdalene's face there. It's like, what? You know, it's like, you know, I'm finding it tough to defend you inside and then you're going to step out at three-point range and knock one down against me. And that hurts if you're the AIS there. You've just played almost 40 seconds of, of defense That's and right. it turns into a, a quick-release three-point shot shot. This time the Capitals lay stand right off Harrington. Let her shoot the ball, but to no avail. So maybe they've scouted something in her three-point shooting. Abby Bishop working hard under the basket. Good defence, though, from the AIS, from Madgen and from Cambridge. So Cambridge getting a rest. I think we've got uh, Jerry Rachel on. Jerry back on for the AIS and also Alice Koenig. Coming in for Steph Cumming. We've got Jess Bibby coming onto the floor and Matt Hurst is going to take a bit of a rest. So Bibby feeling it, 100% from the field. Played a, a very strong defensive game as well. She continues to do that. Madden flicks it over to Koenig. Down to Jerry on the baseline. Tracy Beatty defending her. Ooh. Tracy did a pretty good job from here. I mean, it is way down the other end of the floor, so we couldn't see the contact, but yeah, managed been. to drive Jerry, or, well, hedge Jerry deep under the basket. Mm. Maybe just a last-minute reach on the shot. You're not sure. That's right. She'll go to the line and hopefully knock him. It's pretty warm in here today. It's, it's a very humid day here in Canberra. We're just, just watching Kelsey Island come off onto the bench, and she looks... Very red in the face, going for the water very <laughs> quickly. So it's uh, it's tricky conditions out there for both teams. Jerry knocked down the first of her foul shots and uh, unable to make the second. The Capitals lead 53-21, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. That was Tracy Beatty's third personal too. Musselwhite now drives to the middle, flicks it to Abrams, to Beatty, to Bibby. She goes baseline. Oh, quick. First miss of the night. Musselwhite comes up with an offensive board. Capitals are getting far too many offensive boards. And, you know, you're in a position where you're they'll be 23 points down. Dean Kinsman looking a little upset there, I'm, I'm guessing. It's probably because of the extra offensive board. I don't think you can complain about the the uh, the possession going no. the Capitals' way because it's the, uh, the old possession arrow now. Alice Koenig launches from outside and knocks down a three. So the Capitals now leading 53 to 21, or have they not counted that three yet? Uh, I don't think they've put that up on the scoreboard as yet. 24, there it goes. So Tracy, a, Tracy Beattie trying to get some space in there. Jerry hanging off her, 
right in front of a referee. That would have been blown in the first quarter. Feeney with the board there, just too big and too tall. She sets herself up. Jerry is just manhandling Beattie, and they're letting him do it in this quarter. Bishop with the ball now. Now they've called Bishop for three seconds, so... The look, I know it's radio, but the look on Gary Graff's face says it all. Like, what, are we playing a new game now? (laughs) Yeah, certainly. I'd be pretty unhappy with the way that they're manhandling Beattie down here in the paint. And she is a big girl, but at the same time, you just cannot hang on to someone. You can't do that. You can't just push (laughs) her around and hang off a shirt like that. Madden drives right into a wall of capital. Bishop and Beattie. She managed somehow to kick it out to... To Jerry, as Tracy Beattie picks up a fourth, and she's got to be dirty on that after the, the <laughs> treatment she just got down here at the offensive yeah, end. Yeah, you wouldn't be too happy about it, would you? So, uh, That's the way it goes sometimes. It but, is the uh, way it goes, and you just got to play through that stuff and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> I guess. Marina Tolo's come on for Tracy Beattie. Yeah, and Tolo did a good job in the first half for the Capitals. So really good job, yeah. yeah. From the games that I've seen the Capitals um, of the Capitals, it's probably been her best game, I think, to date. So far. Group. Rachel Jarry knocks down both of her free throws and then has a rest. Cambridge and Rosie Malt come back on for the Institute. Yeah, look, the AIS have done a good job of starting to get some points on the board in the first couple of minutes of this, this quarter. So, you know, they've just sort of regrouped a little bit at half-time and made a little bit of an indent into the lead. Oh gee, that has to be a push. They're winning this quarter so far, eight to five. The AIS, so that's right. And uh, I mean, you know, Harrington's a little bit upset with that call, but I don't think she really has any grounds to be. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly, the aggressive, much more aggressive defence from the AIS at the start of this half. Pereira looks like she's calling. Oh no, unfortunately. Pereira with a wild, wild pass there. It was a wild pass. It was fairly physical contact from Cambridge on just Bibby Curl cutting down there. And that is a big physical advantage there to Cambridge. Yes, yeah, that's right. On Jess Bibby. Harrington with the ball now for the Institute. Whoa. Oh. Koenig, we saw again just a moving bump off mm. the screen there. So The... Uh, Physicality is still there. The foul is just not getting called anymore. I think the Capitals just need to go back to really... Let's... uh, Sorry, I was watching what's happening out there and not not calling it for people out there in radio world. But uh, look, the AIS are really being very physical defensively, stepping up and body checking all players, uh, holding cutters and uh, they're starting to get some of that blown and that's going to work to the advantage of Canberra so they'll need to adjust a little defensively. Long pass, a bit ambitious from Musselwhite but Abby Bishop, pretty athletic and able to pull it down and she gets the two points so 55 plays, 26 with 4 minutes 30 left in the quarter. Cambridge now at the top of the key, probably the best place you want to. Puts a ball on the floor and wild pass gets thrown eventually out of bounds and that's a good place to let Cambridge get the ball. That's right. The three point line. Barrow, although we did see in the warm up, she was able to knock a three down. So yep. And against the, take one in against the, the guard, she'd be able to shoot that straight over the top of the head too. But uh, 
I don't think that'll happen too often. Tolo now, the other end of the floor. Goes against Cambridge, turns it out to the hot hand of Jess Bibby and she knocks down. That's uh, eight of nine now That's right. for the game. Island. Oh, oh. and Jess Bibby almost gets a steal through. She's in everything. But uh, just knocks it. Oh, it came off. She got a hand in the pass and almost got the steal, but then it knocked it uh, out of trajectory and Kate Gaze has knocked it out of bounds. So effectively, it won't count as a steal for... Bibby, but she's turned it over, but forced the turnover. Musselwhite into that girl again. Bibby, this time the, the pass broken up beautifully. Rosie Mount just, Malt, sorry, just uh, pushes that pass away. That was a great feed there from uh, the AIS guard. I think it was Ireland. Ireland there, yep, totally. Um, really Cambridge good. really wrong footed Tolo there, and mm. Tolo fouled her nice and early, well before she got the ball and the shot. That's right. So Ireland recognised she had a great angle and uh, Cambridge has made a great position. Just beautiful uh, air on the ball to feed that into her there. And again to Cambridge in the paint. Cross-court pass out to Moles on the perimeter. Unable to knock the three. Pereira comes up with the board. AIS have done a better job of slowing the Canberra Capitals down offensively. They're really putting pressure on the rebound situation. They're not getting out and running as well as they did. And having that hurst off before, I think, has an impact as well. And Tolo Kel Abrams hasn't yeah. played a lot of this quarter either. So Tolo went strong against Cambridge, wasn't able to convert it, and AIS came up with the ball, and I thought that was a travel, but not called. Farley finds Ireland on the cut. Pereira anticipates where the ball Whoa. goes. Don't think anything... Oh, oh man! Body spilling all <laughs> over the key down there. No, no fouls, just, uh, just some incidental contact and <laughs> people on the floor. That's one way wow. to describe it, Simon. Bishop goes to work <laughs> in there. <laughs> nice feed into Bishop in the paint. And she Collective all goes up around this, <laughs> this thing when you see Tolo, Bishop and Cambridge all fall down. <laughs> you can feel the fall from, from this end of the floor. That's right. It was a nice thump as they all landed on the ground. So timeout's been called by the AIS here and Capitals are leading 58-26 with 2.55 to go in the third quarter. Uh, Doing a good job, aren't they, the Institute? I mean, really, they've, it's, they've only dropped two points in this quarter, but when you give away a 30-point lead at half-time, it's, it's hard. pretty unlikely you're going to come back and, and, uh, and be a threat to that game. But um, And that's what they would have talked about at half-time, was the fact that they had another 20 minutes of basketball to go. And play for some pride. That's right, play yeah. for some pride, you know, Run walk away knowing stuff. that you, you gave the best effort you could in that second half and, um, you know, they're, they're doing, they've had a couple of reasonable minutes of play but it hasn't been particularly pretty this, this quarter, has it? It's sort no. of been quite, um, I think, just, you know, no nice flow to the game so far. So, wait and see what happens and hopefully the AIS can maintain the... movement they've made in the game and, and you know keep competing hard for the rest of the, the game see if we can get a score from the other game that's on Ooh. the Boomers 56 leading the Adelaide Lightning 54 yeah. we haven't got the time yet left in that game but uh, there we go 4.26 remaining in the third quarter Shelley Hammond she had a double double at half time with uh, 13 points and 11 rebounds she's now up to 21 and 12 Getting the job done. <laughs> Angela Marino, 17 points. Yeah, coming off an 18-point game on Friday night as well. 
Okay, so uh, Bishop missed both of those foul shots and now has come up with possession. Silent carrying the ball against Hurst. Some good defensive pressure again from Canberra. They've got their mosquito squad on and they're really making it hard for the AIS. Oh, oh, oh Cambridge goes down ball. again. Farley gets the rebound oh, and wow. unable to convert it. Bishop comes up with it. I think Tolo might have got a little piece of that Farley shot. Hurst pushing Hurst. the ball down the floor. Finds Tolo in the paint. Works very hard. And goes up, up strong against... Look, and, you know, the AIS kids are doing... Working as hard as they can in the paint against the Canberra's bigs, but they just don't have the size to be able to combat it. And, uh, you know, Canberra quite rightly just keep pumping the ball inside there to the Tolos, Bishops and, and Beatties. So. Is it just me, or we saw the, the Capitals game against Sydney where... There seem to be some strange groupings in the second half, like the personnel on the floor. And I'm just seeing a bit of that again tonight. I don't think we've seen Kel Abrams on the floor this quarter. Um, I'm not sure if we have. It's certainly, you know, I guess Graffy's got the luxury in this game to play players that she knows very well and experiment with some groups as Pereira gets a transition basket against the AIS. And the defensive mm. pressure again from Hurst, um, you know, just... Forcing, almost forcing a turnover, and fortunately AIS have recovered it and have the ball. But uh, you know that in a game like this, when you've got this kind of lead, you certainly have the luxury of being able experimenting to around experimenting around a bit, experimenting around, giving some of the players who don't get large minutes normally a bit of an opportunity to play For and sure. um, what have you. And that being you said, know. we saw Hannah Bowley be subbed on quickly before that timeout, so she'll hit the floor for the first game, first time today when they come back from this timeout, but um, right. yeah, I just had a feeling in that game against Sydney, uh, maybe not the, uh, I mean, you know, like you said, it's easy for us to watch from up here, and make these kind of calls and things, but uh, just seemed to be some strange groups of players on in that game against Sydney, and it almost cost them, uh, they got themselves into a bit of trouble, and um, a much bigger, clearer margin here today. It certainly is, yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, you also don't know, there might be players carrying injuries that, you know, it's an opportunity to rest people and, and let them play. So, Capitals are leading 62-26 with, you know, two minutes to go. It's um, certainly, if they wanted to, Canberra could take the foot right off the pedal here and, and probably still ride this game out. We've seen the AIS come back from big margins before, but I think this one's a little bit beyond their reach. AIS ball from the baseline, so resume pay. Silent with the ball under quite a bit of pressure from her. She struggled against that all night. Fine. Oh, I'm not sure who that was. Anyway, back to Gaze. Kicks it around to Farley on the perimeter. Not able to make it. Hurst gets the box out, but Ireland comes over the top. Uh, and they've called that Ireland was out of bounds when she actually got possession there, so it'll be a camera ball from the foul on Nat Hurst, and I thought if there was a foul, <laughs> it was about five seconds ago. Right, so Hurst <laughs> bringing it up, looking to get a half-court set for Canberra. Bibi Curl cuts, finds the ball at the point, looks for Pereira. Back to Hurst, Hurst got at the point, puts the ball, oh, big hand check from Ireland. And, uh, wave that one off. So wave that one away, yeah. Now Hurst's just done a... I mean, I don't know what her individual stats were like at half-time. Eight points, 
uh, one assist, two rebounds, but she's worked very hard well, I all think, game. I think the um, key for Nat's game today has really been the defensive pressure she's applied to um, the AIS guards. A and lot of stuff that won't show up on the, on the score right. sheets. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, not only from her, with, but from the AIS. another steal. Oh, but AIS wow. come up with it, so it won't count on the sheet. <laughs> Ireland with the ball on the right-hand uh, right perimeter. Sorry. Looking to go into Cambridge and finds Farley in the corner, who then goes into Cambridge, and she just squares up, nice little square up, and knocks down the short range it's from the It's the first time we do that tonight, just yeah. sort of not fight it and just... That's give right. us up a little bit of room, you know, a little step back, and just take the nice ten footer. So that's Bally to Pereira on the 45. He's travelled, I think. No. Nat Hurst has been called for an offensive foul off the ball. It's looking a little perplexed, but um, Elizabeth Cambridge comes off, and Rachel Jarry comes back on for the AIS. Ireland with the ball, looking to bring it up against Hurst. Hurst putting her under some pressure again. Oh. Armbar not called, another... Whoa. <laughs> Gaze from the corner for three, can't make it. Hurst comes up with a rebound, pushing the ball down the court quickly. Looking for an open player. Finds Bibby on the right-hand side. Nice feed nice into Polo. Oh. Deep under the basket. And uh, Jerry, was Jerry out of bound, got possession, but was out of bounds. So it's going to be a baseline ball for the Capitals. 13 seconds left on the shot clock. 31 seconds left in this quarter. There's Bibby. Little off balance this time. It doesn't drop, but Chantella Pereira with the rebound. So the Capitals will probably have the last shot of this quarter. There's the Pereira at the point. Finds Bibby on the curl cut. Stepping through the middle there. Oh, called for a travel. I don't know about that one, but AIS will get the baseline ball with 16 seconds left. Ireland with the ball. That's the point. Got it back at the point spot. Jerry setting a big ball screen. Oh, great defence from Natalie Hurst. Read that beautifully. And uh, It's been a real battle uh, for this whole quarter, hasn't it, between yeah. Ireland and Hurst? Yeah. Uh, both of them have picked up a couple of, well, one or two fouls, and uh, they've just been going hammer and tongs the whole quarter. So Bibby with the ball. Three seconds left. Natty Hurst will throw up the Hail Mary. No, she's going to drive and get a layup. Ooh, wow, just too quick. So, an eventful quarter, but not a lot of difference on the scoreboard. In fact, Canberra have been able to push out the lead, or has it been pulled back a little? It has been pulled back a little by uh, six points. So, Canberra, 62, leading the AIS at the end of the third quarter, listening to the Australian Defence Force WNBL on sportradio.com.au. Back here for the last quarter at the AIS training hall. Michelle, you've got the stats from three-quarter time? Yeah, I do, and uh, just having a quick look through them. and um, You know, shooting percentages remain relatively stable for the AIS. Um, turnover rates reduced again. They only wrecked up six in that quarter, so they are improving each quarter, but that's still 24 for the game is just far too many. Looking at a couple of other things, you know, capital's conversion of points from turnovers, they're sitting on 13, the AIS have none. Points in the paint, they've outscored in the paint 16 to 32, and points wow. off the bench, you know, 17 to 30. So in those categories, they're certainly dominating the game. So 62 plays 28. Ten more minutes left to go. Nat Hurst with the ball in the Capitals' backcourt. 
with Harrington defending her. She brings it up. Gets set to play. Bibby off the curl cut. Goes in. Another two points for Jess Bibby. What does she have at uh, the three-quarter time break, Michelle? 21. 20. 20. So 22 points for her now. Matt Hurst and Harrington now with that uh, battle of the small <laughs> guards. <laughs> the ball gets all into, into Joy. Joy. She's in a lot of trouble there. Just sort of hoiked it up. Hit the bottom of the ring. She just sort of threw it in there. Well, it's a big double team coming best. at you, you know, Mariana Tolo and uh, Abby Bishop. Bishop. That's a wall <laughs> you really don't want to see coming your way. So Bishop with the ball on the 45, finds Tolo at the point, kicks across to Hurst on the left-hand side of the key, back to Musselwhite at the point. Nice, nice feed pass. into Tolo and she finishes it beautifully. It's just the size of Tolo and Bishop inside is too much for and the athleticism AIS. too. That's tough. Oh, yeah. a tough get to jump up, grab the ball and then and pull it in, very absolutely. quickly jump it up and shoot it again. So good defence from the Canberra. Just left, although I think it was Jerry that just got herself open a little. No, sorry, it was uh, Madgen. As Hurst goes coast to coast, not able to make it. But comes up, almost came up with an offensive board. Not Off getting the any favours there from um, from the referees. Natalie Hurst taking the ball hard to the paint, but Daryl Corcoran wasn't going to blow anything for her. Harrington now with the ball, going against Hurst over to Jerry. Jerry flings it over to Cumming. Coming to Joy, she drives baseline, finds again Tolo and Bishop. So nothing going there. Musselwhite with the ball now for the Capitals. She swings it over to Hurst. Bishop through to Jess Bibby out on the left hand, on the right hand side. She looks to set Bishop up. Bishop goes baseline. Little, ooh, oh. not the best shot in the world. Had herself in a bit of trouble. Gets herself some room this time. Puts up a shot, but it falls into Steph Cummings' hand. She's in transition. Pushes it up the floor, but Nat Hurst quickly reels her in. Kicks it over to Harrington. Harrington dribbles left. Jess Bibby defending her to Joy. Back right. Over to Madgen. Michelle Musselwhite, I think, called for the hold. Yep. That's going to be her third personal. Kel Kel Abram's back on. Did she hit the floor in that uh, third quarter? We also got Rosie Malt and Elizabeth Cambridge on for the AIS. Yeah, she had four minutes in that. Four minutes. Four minutes in that third quarter. It's been a long game. It's been pretty <laughs> frenetic. Malt from the corner, not able to make it, and Hurst comes up with a rebound. She's pulled up a few boards tonight. I guess with the bigs competing so so vigorously for rebounds, there's a lot of a lot of scraps to be had there for other players. We've seen, uh, we've certainly seen um, Michelle Musselwhite do it at the offensive end all night. That's right. And, uh, Kel Abrams just with a little reach in there on the transition ball, but it's going to be uh, Tess Madgen with the ball sideline for the Institute. 7.22 left in the game. 66 plays 28. Harrington to Madgen. Over to Cumming on the right-hand side. Back through to Harrington. She brings it to the point. Flicks it left to Cumming. This is reminiscent of the first half where the AS just sort of Hanging out around the three-point arc. Harrington finds some room, puts up a shot. It's no good. Abrams with the rebound. Nat Hurst now in transition. 
pushes the ball into space, gets Abby Bishop with a nice no. running seal. Little shuffle of the feet. That was good defence, good yeah. recovery defence from both Tanage and Malt. I think Malt got a nice little hand on the shot, so uh, she went up and came back down with it and forced the travel. So nice, yep. nice feed into Abby Bishop. Very nice. Just, uh, Good running from Bishop to get into Great that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Koenig on for the Institute. Just Bibby's going to get a little bumping foul called against her. And that's one thing that the Capitals have this season is that they've got size and speed. So yep. both Bishop and Tolo run the floor exceptionally well for big girls. So they can really look to push the ball down the floor and get some transition advantage. Steph coming now, drives baseline. Ooh, just a blind sort of turn and throw. And Abby Bishop comes up with the scraps. Oh, shook two defenders, but missed the free, Gets missed the layup. To try to get a little too cute. And I think she found herself a little too far under the basket <laughs> for the first shot. But got her own rebound, got a better position and made the uh, the next one count. That's just getting the rebounding stats up. <laughs> <laughs> Padding out the stats. It's coming with a wild pass to mouth around her ankles. She managed to pick it up, gets it into Cambridge who had Nat Hurst to go through. <laughs> Nat Hurst uh, bouncing off the back wall down there on the baseline mm-hmm. as she got uh, put to the floor by Cambridge's drive. Bishop now in the post, Tolo. swings it back at the Tolo. Kel Abrams just gives herself some room, resets for Bishop. Bishop Great flicks it pass. to Tolo, just came off the double team all alone. Good vision from Abby Bishop and nice cut from Tolo. That's right, she drew the defence of... Uh, Tolo in Cambridge uh, who need to go and help Malt in the post against Bishop and she beautiful little push pass through to Tolo to finish that one off. It's up to 40 points now, the lead, 70 plays 30, shot again, doesn't drop from outside for the AIS. The biggest lead of the game, 40 points, 36 I think previously was the biggest lead. Tolo to Abrams, right hand side outside the three, another foul off the ball. Uh, Rosie Malt. Just a little hand check on Bishop. It's her third personal. Steph Cumming comes off for the Institute. Uh, Kate Gaze coming on. Chantella Pereira and Tracy Beattie on the bench, the substitution bench for the Capitals. Ooh, true. Kel Abrams got a, took a, quite a bump off that baseline drive and had to give it up or take it out of bounds. And Cambridge came away with the point with the the ball. Kate Gaze with the ball in offense now for the Institute. Oh Rolls off the boy. moving screen. Right. They're gonna call it on Bibby. It's a bad call. I think they I think they called the early hand check on the ball handler, but that was one that was hell a of a screen. Huge that moving screen. Cleaner up. She's hurting. I know, Jess Bibby, she'll just get up and keep playing. She would have broken a leg, she'd get up and keep playing, but uh, Coach says no. she can't even hide that one. She's had a hell of a game for the Caps. Got a, almost or more than half of that 40-point lead has come from the shooting hand of Jess Bibby. She looks groggy. She's yeah, I think she copped she's it to the head. She's not well. It's pretty hot out there too. We've seen a lot of the girls who haven't had <laughs> falling over or... or Injury concerns come off and looking pretty tired. The baseline, ooh, baseline ball straight into Cambridge. Bit of work there, Tolo, just with the reach in at the last minute. But you know, you're not going to let her get the layup, no, no matter what right. point in the game. Now we're in the bonus 
So the AIS will go to the line for every foul now for the next 4 minutes 53 seconds. Cambridge hits the first of her free throws. And knocks down the second. So 32 playing 70. Nathurst in transition for the Capitals. Kicks it up to Kel Abrams. Tolo in the post. Flicks it out to... Ooh, out to Tracy Beattie. Kate Goff, Gay's got a hand in the lane to Pereira. Oh, some not good passing at the moment. It's going to be a jump ball and it's going to go AIS the way. AIS's way. Good defensive rotation from the AIS then. They, you know, drew their help, went and the rotation happened and they scrambled hard. Capitals just a little uncertain about what was going on there for that offensive set. Kate Gay's puts up a shot, but it's an offensive. I think it's been called on... Foul. On Koenig. Been called for the offensive foul there. Hurst with the ball. 4.20 to go in the last quarter. Canberra leading 70-32. to 32. Tolo kicks it back to Hurst. He looks to penetrate. Pulls out. Creates some space. Goes into Beattie in the post. Kicks it back out to Pereira in the corner. She takes the three, can't make it. Rosie Malt with the ball. Bad to pass. pass it long on the outlet, but Pereira gets a hand and it's Canberra in transition. Tolo finishes it off. Good poise there from Tolo. She had two players running at her, but just took that one step, squared herself up and made it easy in the end. So, right. Good offensive. maturity. We've got another offensive foul. Ireland with that um, arm bar. We've seen it's it the Ireland-Hurst duel yeah. again. Well, you know, Hurst has put Ireland under a lot of pressure all game and she has struggled against it and she's been a little bit prone to raising the arm on a couple of occasions and on that occasion just raised it a little too much and uh, the referees have blown it. So. And that's an indication of the, how stressful this and how full on this game is. Natty Hurst looking tired. It's pretty rare that Nat looks tired. That's she's right. Nice move by Kel Abrams. Ooh, and one on nothing three. Going. Nothing going. Pereira comes up with the ball on the perimeter and takes the shot, unable to make it. Dizzy Cambridge, Cambridge lifting that elbow again, but no, no contact this big time. Rebound. Uh, pushing the ball down the floor as uh, Koenig. Koenig. Wow, Koenig just dribbled baseline, gave herself a little bit of room, stepped inside, got the bump. That was um, just waiting to see who that foul was called on. I think I might have missed the boat there yeah. <laughs> with the call, but. Koenig will go to the free throw line. Miss the three point play, but Bree Farley comes away with the rebound. There's problem with the bench. The timeout clock has come up and is counting down, so there could be a bit of a technical difficulty out there. Three minutes, 21 left in this game. The Capitals up by 38, 72 34. So we've seen two big wins this weekend. You imagine this, the, yeah. the score will stay out around this sort of 40-35 mark for this game. 39 points Townsville beat Sydney by. Well, you'd have to be thinking Graffy would be pretty happy. As she said at the start of the game, there were two things that she really wanted, and that was the uh, track capitals to make sure that they focus on defence and keep the pressure up for well, the entire game. They've certainly kept them under 65. They've certainly <laughs> kept them under 65 points. And the other thing is that she really wanted them to get out and push the ball down the floor, and they've done that for the majority of the game. So she'd probably be pretty happy with the output. Ireland with the ball over to Kate Gaze. Drops it into Cambridge at the free throw line. Another good spot. Make her have to put it on the floor. She kicks it up. 
It's now Alice Koenig with the ball. Brie Farley puts the ball on the floor. Gets it Great into Koenig. Koenig just running baseline and able to loop around and, and flick up that shot. So Good vision from Farley on the penetration. Drew the defence and found the player in motion going to the basket. So Koenig then picks up a foul. And Hannah Bowley back Her into fourth. the lineup for Transact Capitals. So baseline ball, Kel Abrams with the rock. She kicks it over to Pereira, who gets a shot in the chest there from Kate Case. Abrams just driving around. Pereira again into Tracy Beatty, gets herself some room. No foul called on that. Wow. Natty Hurst, though, steps in to the passing lane. A wild pass out from Kate Gaze. Natty Hurst says, I'll, thank, I'll take that thanks and uh, I'll make that easy too. So back at the 38, 74-36, 2.25 left in the game. Hurst v. Ireland, round 50. <laughs> Still going down there. Koenig now puts the ball on the floor. little reach in there from Hannah Bowley. So Koenig will go to the line. But certainly the, the defensive effort here from the Capitals tonight has been mm. exemplary. 37-38 if uh, Koenig gets this free throw, which she does. So 38 points with two minutes left. That's a, a very good result defensively. Kel Abrams now in transition, looking to set up Beatty, but nothing going there. Flicks it around outside to Pereira, back into Beatty, back out to Hurst. Good ball movement from the Capitals in offence. Just getting Great the room job. they need. Hannah oh, Bowley, nice quick release, sort of fading hook shot thing, sort of Cambridge coming at her. But, uh, that was just good two-man play between Abrams and Bowley. Bowley stepped out. Ooh, wow. Stepped out, set the on-ball screen for Abrams and saw that her D stepped high. She just slipped the screen and great dump inside from uh, Kel Abrams. That's on Hannah Bowley stepping up to try to to box out uh, Cambridge but um, got there a little late <laughs> got Cambridge's full weight knocked her to the ground and, and she scored for the blocking foul Cambridge misses first there. free throw and the second so Bally with the rebound Hurst in transition Kel Abrams against Bree Bar Bali. Bali, thank you Cambridge got a hand hot here the for the callers as well. <laughs> came up with the ball. Big feed inside to Cambridge from Ireland. She looks to go to work. Oh, and she goes to the ground hard against Tracy Beatty, and that'll be Tracy's fifth personal, I think. Is that right? I think it is, yep. Yeah, so she'll leave the game two points. Not the best game for her. Tolo comes back on. Play out the remainder of this game defending Elizabeth Cambridge. Cambridge has been a real handful at times, but they've done a very good job on. I think you know you mentioned it through the game that where they've done a great job is is denying that possession for her by mm. playing so hard on the AIS guards that they've made it next to impossible to get the ball to her most that's of right. the time. So, and that's what you try to normally do against a dominant big player. Tolo now with the ball, flicks it back out to Bali, over to Pereira. Tolo trying to set up, get some space. Back outside to Nathurst. 
She dribbles into the free throw line, makes a little bit of room, gets a nice shot up, uh, doesn't fall. Oh, Nat looked to lay that. <laughs> Natty got the steal there, looked to lay it up, saw Kamich coming at her and thought twice. And made a little sort of awkward sideways jump shot, which didn't drop. AIS very quick to rebound in transition. They get it down the floor. Nat Hurst with the foul. Yeah, she's still disappointed with missing that that shot at the other end of the floor. She commands a bit of respect, Elizabeth Cambridge. Nat Hurst backpedaled away from that pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, you know, when it's a size the size of nothing Matt, else. And you look at someone that size coming at you with a big hand, it's a tough shot to get off over Ooh, the yeah. top. Hurst with the ball on the right hand, 45. Feeds it into Tolo in the paint, looking to go to work against Cambridge. Too big, just nice block on that occasion. Pereira with the ball, kicks it back out. Tolo looking to go back inside, but it's been a three-second violation called on the Capitals. 42 seconds left, the Capitals up by 34. So the AAS able to eat into the lead, but still a considerable 30-point lead at half-time is going to result in a, around the same margin at full-time. So a much better second half for the AIS. That shot just doesn't drop for Ireland. Pereira now in transition. Pull-up shot. Kunick <laughs> rushed at her and backed away as soon as she fouled, but it was a little too late. She sort of put her hand up and went, oh, sorry. <laughs> so Alice Koenig will sit down. Her fifth foul, nine points for her. She's a handy player, isn't she? She's, She's um, a handy player, and I think we'll see her develop over the season. Definitely. Um, you know, she's got good endeavour and she's got some good skills and I think, you know, it's quite a transition for these girls to come out and step into a National League competition and yep. play against players with a lot more experience than, than they have. So Pereira makes one of her two free throws. So 77 plays 42. 24 seconds left in this game. Ireland bringing the ball up the floor with Nat Hurst in tow. Flicks it out to Kate Gaze, drives to the 45. Kel Abrams, ooh, little reach in, got some arm as well as ball there. So Kate Gaze will go to the line to shoot the free throws. 13 seconds left. It's prolonging the inevitable. That's right. So a good return to form. And I guess you were saying before, one of the things that you were talking to Carrie Graff about, she'd be able to tick all the boxes for the for the work they wanted to try to achieve here today. That's right, and they really did it right from the start of the game. They came out and just put pressure all over the AIS right from the tip-off and uh, set the pace for the game, and that's good signs for the Capitals. So the game just winding down now. little sort of missed pass there for the Capitals, and AIS getting possession, but it all over. Full-time in the Australian Defence Force WNBL here at the AIS Training Hall, the Canberra Transact Capitals, 77, have defeated the AIS, 43. Quite a uh, substantial result in the end. And plenty of work for the AIS. After their, you know, uh, they'd be feeling good after the win on Friday night, but um, a, a very sudden... Return to earth, work. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, look, and the AIS, um, 
really need to walk away from this game and focus on what they did in the second half whilst they still lost the second half. It was a much better effort from them and they really did, uh, you know, just come out at half-time a bit more prepared to play and, and you know, I, what, what impressed me was the, that the defensive end, particularly at the start of the second half, they really got physical and, and didn't take a backward step. You know, maybe there were some fouls there that weren't being called, but, hey, if that's going to work for you, give it a exactly. shot. And it slowed the Capitals <laughs> down for a while. They really couldn't get any momentum going right that at the third start. quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, so, um, so that's a positive for the AIS to take out of it. I think for the Capitals, though, they'd have to be pretty happy with that win. They certainly um, set the pace with the defensive pressure they applied and, and the way they tried to get out and run the ball down the floor and get a lot out of offensive transition. Certainly they focused on pushing the ball inside to their bigs, which was always going to be an advantage that they had in this game. But, you know, the reality is, uh, you know, coming up against Bulleen, who I just think have knocked off Adelaide this afternoon. Yeah, we're um, waiting on the result. It's an entirely <laughs> different um, outfit to this AIS group. So it's not going to be um, as easy pickings, if you like, next week in that game. So I think next week will be a fantastic game between Bulleen and, and the Capitals. And it'll be a real test for the Capitals to see whether they've, they can carry on with the momentum that they've built in this game against the you know, a, high, a, a more experienced quality lineup than the AIS. The AIS are quality in that they've got great talent, but they haven't got that experience um, that um, some of the other groups have. So, yeah. A few surprises in the uh, in the stats. A pair of double doubles. Abby mm. Bishop came away with 16 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and Elizabeth Cambridge with 13 points and 10 rebounds. She worked hard, didn't she, for the AIS the whole game? Absolutely. And, um, she played limited minutes on Friday night because she is carrying a bit of an injury and she, she really, I'm not sure what her total court time was, but it would be up in the probably you know low 30s, high 20 minutes and uh, you know, a tough ask matching up against a Tolo Bishop and a, a Beattie is um, a big ask for anyone and, and she really did weather the storm. And tough night at the office for sure. Very tough night at the office. Cambridge also led all steals. Four steals. Pereira oh. had for Canberra had four steals as well, but the uh, leading assist getter for the night, Mariana Tolo, with four. We talked about how well she was passing during that That's game. Right. So. Well, she has got good vision in uh, for a big girl, and obviously, I mean, the thing is too that she was, you know, drawing a lot of attention when the ball was in her hand in the paint because the AAF just didn't have the size to defend her when Cambridge was off the floor, which opened up other players in. In motion, going to the basket. So, um, so that's a nice little stat for a big girl to get absolutely give her in the in the game. And and considering the size, well, I guess not really. We talk about Cambridge's size and stuff, but when you've got Tracy Beattie matching her, and you've got Tolo and Bishop, who are both brilliant rebounders, the rebound count of 44 to 29, not yeah. a, a huge surprise. And and quite a few of those were probably offensive boards, which is disappointing. You can't certainly can't afford to give those up. But yep. And points in the paint, Simon's the other thing, 46 to 24, not unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly that was a focus for the Capitals, and it paid off dividends. For there was them. a blemish yeah. for the Caps tonight. It's probably the turnover count for them, 18 turnovers. Uh, that's not a good result for a team like Canberra. No, uh, and certainly... 31 for the AIS, which was a result of the score. Against better, better quality opposition, if you're racking up 18 turnovers, you're going to lose a game. It's going to hurt, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they had three at the first quarter. Uh, what did they have? At five at half time. So, you know, they racked up 13 in the second half. That's unacceptable, and I'm sure that's something that, you know, Graffy will pick up and uh, have long conversation with them about... Um, 
coming down the stretch. One of 13 from outside shooting for the Institute. So from the three-point range? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we saw quite a bit in that first half. The, um, the They really couldn't penetrate, really couldn't get inside, and they just seemed prepared to, to sort of try to jack it around from outside. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and, I mean, a lot of that shooting percentage is because they were four shots, and, you know, they're not the shots that you normally would get in a game. So that does um, lower the percentage, and that's... That's a reflection on the defensive pressure being applied from Canberra. See if we can pull up a score here for the Bulleen Adelaide game. And wow. By two points. Two points. 86 84. Uh, 24 points for Shelley Hammonds, 12 rebounds. 14 for Sharon Milner, 13 for Elise Penaluna for Bulleen. For Adelaide, Marino with 19. Jess Foley with 16. And then a few with 14. Wow. That's a uh, big result there for Bulleen, and that's something that um, the Capitals will take a keen interest, or Capitals and the AIS will take a keen interest in for next week. Just looking at some of the uh, percentages now for that game. Bulleen mm. shooting at 45%. 40% from the three point arc. That's a fairly good clip for shooting from outside. Similar story as you'd imagine, I guess, for Adelaide. Yeah. But. Um, Trying to have a quick look and see what some of the factors might have been. We've got Foley fouling out in the end, but there's no one else there in any real foul trouble for Adelaide. And doesn't Tracy Gahan play? Yes, yeah, she did, but she had a fairly 14 and 14, 12. 14 and 12. I was going to say she had a quiet one, but no, she didn't. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's a big result, but um, not an unexpected result here at the AIS training hall. And um, you know, certainly the AIS girls having a good win on Friday night and coming up as against some tougher opposition tonight and uh, not being able to combat combat that. So though um, coming away with some restored pride though I think in the second half. They certainly played much better basketball in the second half. So Definitely. But uh, So we look to next week. They're going to have uh, Canberra hosting bullying out at uh, the Tuggeron Indoor Sports Centre. That'll be a huge game. It's going to be yep. a really good game and some good match-ups with Hammonds and Penaluna um, out there against the Canberra Bigs, and then you've got Milner, who's a dynamite little yeah. guard, and yep. and um, Angela. Um, Similar Natalie in some Hurst. respects, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, there's going to be some great matchups, and I think it'll be a fantastic game to get to. Logan uh, hosting Townsville. That's right. It's going yeah, to be a big so test for Logan. Big test for Logan. Townsville are in pretty good form, and I think they're going to be one of the teams to contend with. And then. Back Saturday here night. on Saturday night, AIS, and AIS against Bulleen. That'll be a you know a big big ask for the um, AIS outfit to match up against Bulleen, who are obviously playing some good basketball now that they've knocked off um, Adelaide. But you, you know this AIS group will just continue to work at it and get better and better week in week out. Also on Saturday night we've got uh, Perth hosting Dandenong over at Perry Lakes. Yeah, look, expect unless Deanna uh, Smith back in that Perth group, and even with Deanna Smith back, that's going to be a uh, a big game. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and Adelaide and Bendigo playing at Mount Gambier. So one of the regional games. One of the regional games. games. Yep. It's good, to, good and it's great for um, those very strong basketball Absolutely. town, Mount ABA, Gambier. ABA, they've so been very strong for many years. So yeah, so it's good to see that some games happening out there and the basketball community being able to get some an opportunity to watch some top quality basketball. Okay, we've got uh, the shooting superstar tonight, Jess Bibby. It was a pretty, pretty tough game, Jess. Yeah, well, those kids, um, you know, it doesn't matter 
whatever year you play the AIS, those kids always come out and play and play tough. And they've got uh, they've got some pretty physical girls and some pretty big girls with with Liz Cambridge in yeah. this year. So look, we we knew coming into the game that, that it certainly wasn't going to be a, a walkover, regardless of you know the margin at any stage of the game. So you've got to make sure you're ready to play for yep. 40 minutes. Yeah, they, uh, we we talked during the call about the AIS always seems to to uh, rise up against Canberra. Whenever you have this sort of cross town thing, it's always. I'm sure you played in, in Melbourne, where I guess you would have had Bullen and Dan and I. And the, whenever you got that cross town thing, it always seems to be a bit more. Look, it's, all, it's always there, isn't it? In yeah. in, in all sports, and yep. look, you know, you, I think you you get a little bit of an extra extra crowd and crowd support, and you know, I think you know those guys, you know, being here, want to are trying to build respect in the league as well, and coming up, you know, against against the Cats, who always sort of tend to be, you know, perennial finalists, and you know, it's. It's a good chance for those guys to test themselves against, you know, one of the best the best teams going about. And uh, look, they, you know, regardless of the score, you know, they equipped themselves very, very well and, and, and played very, very hard for 40 minutes. Well, yeah, well, you know, it was 30 point lead at half time. It ends up being a 34 point result, so a much stronger second half from them. Yeah, well, I think in the uh, in the in the first half we sort of were able to do a little bit of what we of what we liked. They they weren't overly physical, and I know in the preseason when we played them, they were. Um, they were outstanding at, at, at crashing the boards and, 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 and really limiting us to second opportunities down our offensive end and I think they went away from that a little bit in the first half but, but in the second half you know, they, they certainly increased the physical pressure and, uh, and you know, we probably didn't adapt as well as we would have liked and, and, and probably didn't ex- execute the, the way that we would have liked so you know, all credit to those guys. It looked hot out there today, it looked fairly, uh, fairly muggy outside, it looked pretty steamy on the floor as well. Yeah, I think everyone um, you know, had a bit of a sweat going in the warm-up, which is, which is always good. You know, you know yep. summer's coming, which is an exciting thing. And look, it's always fairly, it's always fairly warm in here. And for the luxury this year with, you know, and, you know, with our group, is, you know, we've got a lot of depth and can rotate people pretty quickly. And, and, and Graffy's you know, always preaching, you know, play hard for that three or four minutes, get in and um, you know, get out, get back in again as, as soon as you've recovered. So you know, that's, that's something that hopefully is going to hold us in good stead throughout the season when it does get, when it does get warmer and um, in different destinations that we are going to be able to rotate players fairly, fairly frequently. Will you be fairly happy with your output tonight? 22 points off 24 minutes. Only the two blemishes. We were right at 100%. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle suggested you should sit out the rest of the game at halftime because you were shooting at 100%. I've, I've uh. It's probably, uh, you know, <laughs> my shooting percentages this year I don't think have been that crash hard. Or, or, you know, I'd, one game I, I shoot the ball pretty well and, you know, the next game I, I couldn't hit the side of a barn. So, you know, consistency is always something that I'm, that I'm looking to, to, to have. And tonight, you know, I, I had some, you know, the girls got me some good, good looks early and I was able to knock them down. And, you know, confidence is a, is a wonderful thing. You, you hit your first couple and, and then, you, you know, the, the basket looks like a, you know, size of the ocean. So. I'll never forget that night you strolled over to Tuggeranong. I think you were playing with Dandenong. Came in and poured in 48 points one night <laughs> when we were out there and left us all flabbergasted. So, I mean, you know, that's, I guess that's one of the exciting things about your team is that you've got so many players that on any given night are just going to be spectacular. Well, that, I mean, that's it. And it makes us pretty difficult to defend too. Yep. You know, you, I mean, take a look tonight. I think we had... You know, four, three, you know, three players in double figures, and, and and two others that are fairly close. And you know, again, we've had you know, you know Moose, who's probably been our leading scorer in you know, our first four games tonight. You know, has has four, and um, you know, we we play you know next week against Berlin. She she might be the one that comes out and and, and shoots the ball at a, at a at a great clip. And you know, you have Chantella Pereira who comes in and and gives us a great spark off the bench. And you know. Abby was her usual consistent self, and you know, and, and Natty's sort of popping up for double figures, you know, fairly frequently as well. So again, it's, a, it's great to have that it's mix. Consistent spread of scoring yeah, across the board. Yeah, great to have that mix, and that's it's only going to be, um, you know, hold us in good stead as we progress towards the season, or just the finals. We talked with Graffy before the game. She mentioned one of the things you guys were going to work on today was your defence. 
um, that uh, that was a, a bit of a disappointing thing with the game against Sydney last week. Yeah, no, it was pretty surprising last week because you know we've we've got some outstanding defenders. You know, Abs is you know built her career on being a, an outstanding defender, and and Musa's a great defender, and, and Abby's you know showing signs of, of being a wonderful interior interior defender. And you know, last week we we, we went away from the scout and, and allowed Sydney to pretty much dictate um, dictate the game for for forty minutes, and, yeah. and it, it's been a real focus this week at practice on. Um, you know, we, we really concentrated on, on us um, and, and really working on, on our, our pressure defence and, and making sure that, you know, we had plenty of ball pressure and, and, and plenty of help and, and were able to rotate when, when they did um, penetrate on us. So, look, pretty good, but, um, you know, always, always room for improvement and I'm sure Graffy's going to find plenty of areas that, uh, particularly defensively, that, that we can improve on. Well, we found sort of only one, one blemish probably on the Knights' uh, score was the turnover count of 18, which probably isn't a great... Number to be aiming for, but uh, that really the only the only blemish on the night's game. Yeah, look, and I, I think a lot of those were are probably going to be our our feeds to to our big girls. But we're, yeah. we're we're still, um, you know, we spend a lot of time at practice uh, working on working on feeding the post, and you know, to, and, and Graffy's in, encouraging us to you know if we're gonna if we're gonna throw the balls to the big, throw them up. If yeah. it goes out of bounds, you know that's better than, than you know them getting a deflection and and then you know running the ball down our throat down the other way. So look as we you know as we progress during the year and, and we get used to playing with you know Tolo and um, you know having you know Tracy and, and, and Abby and those guys, um, you know I think that's going to improve and you know 18 turnovers is, is certainly not ideal, but you know as long as they're not off um, you know silly silly passes when you know, there's defenders in the lanes and those type of things then. You know, I think you know Graffy will probably give us a bit of slack in that regard. Well, there were a number, there were a number of occasions during that game with bodies all over the floor and balls spilling loose. So you don't know how many of those the statisticians count as a turnover <laughs> or you know collisions and the ball coughing up well, and stuff. It, it did uh, in the second half. It, it did get fairly scrappy and, and fairly physical. Yeah. And, um, you know, look, all credit to those to those AIS kids. It's, it's, you know, it could be pretty easy. At, you know, you're down 30 at halftime to, to, to lose off. heart, and, yeah. and you know, and it turns out to be a, a 50 point defeat. Which you know, I think there has been teams, AIS teams in the past that you know that has been you know the, the case on a few occasions. But you know, these guys, they, they've got some really good athletes and some some really good young kids. And look, as I said, they they, they fought it out to the end, and um, you know. We're able to, I think, put a bit of respectability on the scoreboard in the end. For sure. Now the uh, the result next week, of course, uh, you got Pauline. They've just knocked off Adelaide by two points. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Think that that's necessarily a surprising result. You no. Know, we, you know, going down to Melbourne. You know, we we got Pauline their first game of the season. So I think, you know, a month a month in, they're going to be um, you know vastly improved. And you know, they they've definitely uh, you know upgraded this season. You know, getting you know Katrina Hibbert back in. And yeah. Um, you know, Lisa Pardon, you know, even that first game of the year, shot the ball pretty well. And, you know, they didn't have um, Desi Glorbitz that first game when mm-hmm. we played them. So, you know, we're going to be up against a, a very, very uh, a tough unit next week. And, um, you know, we're, we're certainly going to be, have to be ready to, to go uh, next Friday night. Well, we're all looking forward to it. Your, your team's headed off to the showers and stuff, so we better let you go as well. Thank you very much for stopping by and chatting. No with worries us. at all. Thanks, Jeff. Well, Jess Bibby there, very nice of her to drop by at uh, the end of the game. At the end of a pretty big game for her. She ended up with uh, 22 points off uh, 9 of 11 shooting. Good night, Nice, Adam. Nice night at the office. So the end result there, the Capitals 77 have defeated the AIS 43. Uh, next Friday night, we'll be out at the Tuggeron Indoor Sports Centre as the Capitals host Bulleen. That's looking to be a, a very good game with the result that's just come in with Bulleen defeating Adelaide by two.
On behalf of Michelle Hocking, this is Simon Peters. Thanking you for joining us here with Australian Defence Force WNBL. You're listening to sportradio.com.au. We'll see you next week.